Good evening, good evening. Good evening, brothers and sisters, on this blessed Tuesday night. We give honor and glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Before we start tonight, we're going to go into prayer together and go into agreement together. Before we start tonight, and before we go into the Word of God. So now as we go into to prayer right now, in agreement together, as we bow our heads to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, just for another day to be among the living, to be alive, and just to give you all the glory and all the praise. Father God, I know we, we all had a rough day today. We all have our ups and downs and our lowly states. But God, we thank you, Lord, just for being so good through the good and through the bad times. And we just thank you, Lord, for this day, because this was a day that you have made and one we will never see again. We just thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, for another night, another day to go into your word together and to go into agreement together. Because we we know that there is power in agreement when we'll be able to go and be on one accord together. In your name we pray. We lift you up. We magnify your name, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Now we're going to have Apostle Erica Robinson to come on now to deliver the word tonight. So as she comes, give her all the encouragement and applause. Amen. Apostle Erica Robinson. Amen. Amen, God. We thank you, everybody. We give everybody just a, a, a worship. Just give them, give them a little bit of a worship just for just for, for a few minutes. Amen. As we get ready to, to go into the word of God on tonight, Father. We just thank you, God, on tonight, amen, allowing us for the atmosphere to be set, and we thank you for your presence and your manifestation on tonight. Father, as we, as we begin to decrease, oh, God, and you begin to increase, and, Father, as you begin to stand in proxy right now, Father, let you be the, 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 the driver of this vehicle on tonight, and, Father, as you begin to strengthen us in this season. Father, you have found out favor that we're not just laying here lying in dormant, but we're here Amen, just to worship you and in spirit and truth. And we thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity, amen, on tonight as you're giving us uh, the accolades and the presence, O oh God, just to be wrapping the presence around you. And, Father, as we touch in the power of agreement right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing right now over prophet's foot right now in the name of Jesus, ankle right now in the name of Jesus, for him to be made whole. Father, we're going to touch in the power of agreement that you will heal, amen, and deliver, amen, that we command the swelling to come down. We command it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity, O oh God, amen, that we are able just to be in your presence, Father. And, Father, if anyone that is sick that is out there, amen, that's sick right now, amen, sick right now, I dare you and trip dare you on tonight. Just begin just to lift up your hands where you are, no matter where you are. Just lift them up and just tell the Lord, thank you 
on tonight. And we just thank you for your presence, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your presence, my God. In the name of Jesus, as, as we begin to move and the atmosphere begins to shift, oh God. Father, just strengthen us in this time and in this season that you begin to move on tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare and decree, oh God, that you begin to move, amen, the stratosphere. You begin to move the hemisphere. You begin to move the sphere. We talk to the airways. We speak to the airways as we speak. As we enter into your presence on tonight, Father, hallelujah, we thank you, oh God, my God, and from heaven, we thank you, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Thank you, O God. We thank you for your presence on tonight. My God from heaven, O God, as you begin to decrease, O God, and you begin to increase tonight. And Father, we thank you, O God, as we begin to walk in your presence on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And it is so. For those who are out there listening, out there live, amen. For those who want to call live, you can call us live right now. Amen. At 313-AMEN-209-8800. And the podcast code is 615-3528. Amen. We just bring special greetings. Amen. If um for ELI Prophetship in God's Word, where the host is, amen. Of our apostle Jack Holman on tonight and the speaker for tonight is Apostle Erica Robertson on tonight. Um and we just thank y'all for just standing. And one thing we have to also just be ready. Just to be ready in his word and be confident in his word. We just thank you for his presence. On tonight, in the name of Jesus, Amen. And as we get ready to turn our Bibles on tonight, uh, just bear with me one second, amen, as we send forth, amen, on tonight. All right, amen, as we begin to call in on tonight. All right, as we begin to go in forth in the word on tonight, amen, we're going to talk about, amen, we're actually going to talk about the scriptures, amen, and um, and it describes the com- the conflict of interest, amen, we're going to talk about that on tonight, and the reason why there's a conflict of interest, because anytime that there is a conflict of interest, there's always a war of members, which means that we war against our flesh. We war in the midst between our spirit, our mind, our heart, and our soul. There's a war that's constantly going on. And then when we talk about the the interest, the conflict of interest, which means that you have a decision that you have to make. And sometimes when you're in the midst of a conflict, someone can, in most conflicts, usually people tend to stay neutral. But then there's other conflicts, you either choose one side or another side. But the scripture says, he said, choose this day who you will serve. Choose this day uh, the, the road that you're going to go. Choose that direction 
the path where you're going to take to the next level, or are you going to choose the path, amen, to go the opposite? Are you going to stay in the temple of the Holy Ghost, or are you going to worship in the in Satan's synagogue? You have to make your choice, amen, because we are in the grace of dispensation. We are in the grace of dispensation, so that means that in the grace of dispensation, uh, we have a choice as opposed when we were in the dispensation of the law. Just because we are in a dispensation of grace does not mean that the things that we are sending or things that we're doing, amen, is is not going to get repercussions behind it. But it's just saying that we are truly saying that we are sinners that are saved by grace. We are sinners that are saved by grace. I'm talking about the believers. We are sinners that are saved by grace. That means that none of us are exempt from anything. None of us are exempt from trouble. None of us are exempt from persecution. None of us are exempt from any of those things. So let's talk about, amen, what conflict is truly is about. And when we talk about a conflict, it, it, a conflict, the definition for a conflict, and then talks about uh, an opposition, okay? It's an opposition, amen, and when opposition means that something that is standing directly in your way that is preventing you from going forth, okay? So we have to understand what the conflict now, the conflict of interest is, is when you have uh, something of the same thing, but on the opposite side, you can dispute about it. It's something that you can disagree about it, but then yet you can agree about it. Um, a conflict of interest, for example, if if you have a business and uh, the job that you used to work in, you no longer work in that job anymore, but you created a business. And when you create that business, you remove the clients that you were from your old job when you were at work at your old job, and now you move them, those clients, into your business, which becomes, it creates a conflict of interest. Why? Because you're sharing the same idea, the same thought process, the same everything. So everything is a conflict of interest. Um, it's the same thing, same thing in serving God. And in a conflict of interest, uh, the uh, scripture says in Galatians, uh, Galatians 1 and 10, when it says that uh, for the lovers of men are the enemies of God, that's an example of a conflict of interest. Why? It's because you either have, there's a choice. There's a choice or a stipulation. Either you're going to love men and be the enemy of God, or you're going to love God and be the enemy of men. That's the conflict of interest. Why? Because you are either saying yay or nay, and you're opposing on either side, but it's your choice. But the scripture again said once again, it says, choose this day that you will serve. Again, that scripture was Galatians 1 and 10. He says, he says, for the lovers of men are the enemies of God. And that is the conflict of interest because you have two sides. You have one side that that is of good and the other side of evil. That is the purpose. It's going to always be a conflict of interest. Why? Because every time that we uh, take another direction or we take a specific direction that God has called us into, in the heavens, in the third heavens, where the principalities is is there, there's always going to be a war. Uh, If we make a decision, we change our mind about something specific, amen, and, 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 um, and sometimes when we change our mind or something, uh, that we were lacking at one point, we were stagnated, but all of a sudden now that we are moving, 
there's a war that is going on in the heavens um, in reference to. So now there's a, 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 a alarm that's sounding off and say, hey, there's a conflict of interest right here because you're not sure what you want to do. Choose this day who you will serve. Choose this day what direction you're going. Choose this day what step are you going to take. Choose this day what move are you going to make. Choose this day. Are you going to stay in this conflict? Choose this day. Are you going to stay in neutral? Choose this day. Are you going to go on God's side? Choose this day. Are you going to go on amen, the enemy's side? You have to choose that day. Now, the scripture also talks about when it talks about the conflict of interest. It says that if you're either, you're going to either be hot or cold. That's the conflict of interest right there. It becomes a conflict of interest when you become neutral or lukewarm. That means you have one foot there and you want to have one foot there. You got one arm there. You got one arm there. It's like playing a game of twister. And so when you have the game of twister, you notice you have your arm here, you have your head here, you have your neck here, your leg here, your other knee here, your knee here. That is because you got multiple activity going on, multiple thoughts that's going on. Matter of fact, multiple strategies that's going on. And what happens, it creates what? A conflict of interest or a conflict itself. So because of those things, and the scripture also says in Ephesians 6 and 4, he says that we wrestle not against flesh. Okay, so you said that we wrestle not against flesh. What does that tell you? That's warfare right there. That's a conflict right there. Why? It's a conflict between the first suit and it's a conflict between the spirit man. Amen. There's a conflict, once again, between the earth suit, which is our flesh, and it's the spirit man. So because there is a conflict, hallelujah, there's a conflict. Remember the angels in heaven, amen, or the third heaven that was kicked out, which was the principalities, that is their responsibility. Their responsibility is to cause chaos. Their responsibility is to cause conflict. Their responsibility is that they talk, they can talk to a mind of a human right now and change their thought process. Why? Because the original way is that that's how they used to commute with humans. But because they chose the day who they serve, they chose the enemy now. That's why we have a lot of bipolar folks. That's why we have a lot of people that are mental illness. That's why we have a lot of people that are schizophrenic. Why? It's because the principality angels are on an assignment. Now, how many know because the God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us the power and love and sound mind. So because of that, he has gave us power and authority, according to Psalms 91, to trap upon the adder and the lion. He gave us that power and authority, amen, to swoop, to stake up the enemy up and swoop him and put him up in the air and yes, and leave them powerless. Why? Because the higher you go up, the higher the intensity, the higher the density goes up, that leaves, it renders the enemy powerless. Amen. And the reason why it, it renders the enemy powerless, because once the snake goes up in the air and the eagle grabs onto the snake, the higher it goes, the, the higher, the lower the oxygen drops. So that's how we have to attack the enemy, be able to swoop in and take the enemy so we can dissolve that conflict. Amen. 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 Let's go to a book of Joshua. We can go to the book of Joshua tonight. Amen. Just the book of Joshua, just a quick one. 
Amen. Joshua 24. For those who are listening out there, tune in, guys. Y'all just tune in every every Tuesday night, every Wednesday, and every Thursday. Amen. I'm telling you, you will not miss a mighty move of God. And God is truly uh, moving rapidly. Amen. Amen. Through these men and women of God that are pouring out every week. Amen. So we, we give honor to them on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua, we're going to go to Joshua. For those who are out there to listen, amen, the book of Joshua, and 24 and 15. My God, my God. Joshua, amen. Everybody know that Joshua is the book of the prophets for those who are uh, looking in their Bibles. Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua, amen. And that's the first five book of Moses. And as we go in, my God. Joshua 24 and 15, amen. I'm going to read this one scripture from that. My God. Joshua 24 and 15, amen, on tonight. Joshua 24 and 15, I'm going to read. Thank you, Lord. And it seemed that evil unto serve the Lord. Choose this day. It says that you will serve. Choose this day who you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers that serve, the gods that were on the other side of the flood, or is it the god of the Amorites in whom land ye dwell? But as for me and my house, that I will serve the Lord. There it is. There it is. And a prime example of a conflict of interest. He said it's evil. If, if they're seeing evil upon you, amen. So, in other words, you've got people that are serving the, of the, the day of the devil, and you have the people that are serving the Lord. So, right there, they're not considered as lukewarm. Why? It's because now there's no conflict because they have already made up their mind who they're serving. But when it gets to the point when a person becomes complacent and a person is just baffled or if the person is just neutral, it's because they're not sure what direction should I go. If I serve the Lord, do that mean I'm going to be exempt from problems and, and opposition? No, you're not. But if I serve the Lord, will I still be persecuted? Yes, because the scripture says that we are persecuted for what? Christ's sake, right? If I serve the Lord... Would I be exempt from hardship? Absolutely not. So a lot of people are standing in wet. They're going neutral. I don't want to be, go through no persecution. I don't want to go through no hardship. <laughs> I don't want to go through long suffering. I don't want to go through no type of endurance at all. But remember to understand the fruits of the spirit. Long suffering is one of the, one of the fruits of the spirit, the characteristic of Christ, because Christ had to endure, right? And he long suffered. And if we're suffering, the only way that we're suffering for, uh, for the sake of Christ is through persecution, all right? And see, when you do a persecution, that's when you know you're on the right track, when you are persecuted. Uh, when you're punishment, that's just punishment. But when you are persecuted, that's when you are in the will of God. When you are in the will of God, you are ordained to be persecuted. That's the bottom line. When you are out of the will of God, uh, you're not being persecuted. You're just being punished. And you're suffering, suffering the consequences. 
Amen. So he says, choose this day. So that means without a shadow of a doubt, you got to make up your mind. Remind that 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 um, you're his own strength. He said, God demands, my God, and he demands the believers. He wants us to have a total commitment. But some of us are still left to have our car still in neutral. So what that, what does that have? That provides a conflict of interest. That places in neutral. Um, and because he wants commitment. That places in neutral when we serve him half-heartedly. That places in neutral. We will do it when we want to. When we're in trouble, we go into worship. When we go into trouble, we go into that. But when everything is all good, we don't want to be bothered. That's called a person that is neutral. But when a person is flat out denying and say, I'm not going to serve God, I'm not going to worship God, I'm going to put everything ahead of God, then that person no longer becomes neutral. They switch to, they're no longer a conflict of interest. They're just on the other side. I mean, they're on the other side. So the Bible says, choose this day whom you will serve. And he has to, in Joshua, in the, in the book of Joshua, he had to remind us that he not just give us an authority, he demanded, my God, especially the believers. He didn't demand a sinner. Why? Because he's what, giving them a choice. But he's demanding the believers. He's demanding us. It has nothing to do with our titles. It ain't got nothing to do with our office. He is truly demanding the believers a total commitment. My God, my God. <clears throat> My God, my God. Um, we can go to, if you can, as well, we'll, let's go to First Kings. If we can go to First Kings for those who are listening out there, First Kings. First Kings. First Kings 18 and 21. First Kings 18 and 21. Amen, for those who are out there listening. Tune in live and call us live right now at 313-209-8800. 313-209-8800 with our ministry code of 615-3528. How for those who are watching us on YouTube and those who are hearing us on the podcast. God bless you. First King. In the 18th chapter, let's go to the 18th chapter. We're not going to be very long because we want to get this uh, point across tonight. 18th chapter. And when we turn into the 18th chapter, let's turn into the 21st verse. All right. And the 21st verse says, from the King James Version, it says, And Elijah came unto all of the people and said, How long, my gosh, how ye between two opinions? And if the Lord be thy God, follow them. But if thou, then follow them. And then the people, my God, answered him not a word. So right there, there's another example of confidence. What happened? Nobody answered. So if nobody answered, then let you know they are in what? In a lukewarm state. They're, they're not going to answer. You gonna worship God? Worship God. I'm gonna worship God. You gonna worship God? You need to worship God. Which means don't be trying. To, if you're gonna be a hellraiser, go right ahead and be a hellraiser. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be 
a servant of the Lord, we have to be the servant of the Lord. Uh, if we if straddling between the fence, that means we're not saying nothing. Because we're, we're, we're not admitting who we're serving. We're not saying who we're serving. How long are we going to uh, 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 be between caught between two opinions? How long it's going to take us to make up our mind to go to the another level where God wants to take us? How long is it going to take for us to change the direction because the direction that we're going, even in our natural sense, is not working? How long is it going to take you to take and study the exam to go to the next level when you know that it's, it, 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 it's attached to your destiny? How long? Amen? How long? And that's what many people say, well, why? Why are you saying how long? Because then you see time, remember the timing of God is different. Okay? The timing of God is totally different as opposed to the timing of man. Because what man thinks time should be, and God says something totally different. Amen? So we have to know the timing. It's the timing of God. And, to, and it's important to, for us to know the timing of God. My God, Jesus, the time of God is very important. And uh, we don't know the time of the God because God's timing is only different from our time. So he wants to know how long it's going to take. What are we going to do? How how long it's going to take? Do we have to re-strategize? What do we have to do? Are we going to continue to go on the other side of the mountain, or are we going to stay here? What are we going to do? Are we going to keep doing, going the same route over and over again? What are we going to do? And he's asking us this in the scriptures. Amen. So we, we definitely uh, would not want to be caught between, it says, the healthy, uh, the opinions. Okay, the opinions of that. So we want to make sure that we don't be caught between the uh, two, between the main saying that we wishy-washy. And um, also says that, like, it's part of being double-minded. Because sometimes when we're double-minded, a person that's double-minded, one thing about a person that's double-minded, if you really think about it, is that they're they're lukewarm. Because why? Because sometimes they're this way, and then the next time they're a different way. But they're not quite in the middle like they should because they're, they're constantly slipping between what? Two opinions. So that is called the conflict of interest. Okay? So in other words, he said, are you going to stay neutral or are you going to continue and try both ways? What is it? The scripture says, how long are you going to try both ways? Which means, that means sometimes you, you're flipping on one side, the, the evil side, and then the next time you're flipping on God's side, and then one minute you're back in the temple, and then the next minute you're back in the devil's synagogue. How long? You know, and, and when the scripture says that the people didn't say a word, that let me know right there that they, if they were to admit the side they're on, at both, at some point, they would have been killed. Okay? So that's the reason why, and that's why I believe a lot of people are um, laid back when it comes to, uh, especially in the third world countries, um, they don't want to be martyred. Some of them, some of them are bold and say, listen, I believe in Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. Uh, he's my personal savior. And they automatically kill him. But then there's some people that they have the relationship with Christ, but they're afraid to admit 
Okay, hello, somebody. So they stand back neutral because they're not, listen, listen I, I, I'm not going to die for that. So you really don't love Christ because you're not willing to die for it. You know, so it's, so it's a lot of things. So the stuff that's going on, guys, that's in the word of God in the past, guess what? It's still happening now. People are still standing back. Amen? People are still standing back. My God, my God. Amen. Let's talk about, we did Joshua, we did Kings, and we did talk about Galatians. Amen. Let's go to First Samuel. And I believe it's, my God, let me hold it up. First Samuel. I think it's this one. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For those who have the word, let's go to First Samuel. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hold on, guys. My God, my God. All right, First Samuel. My God. We can turn to second chapter. Uh, the second chapter, I believe that's the one I want to go to tonight. And I think that's going to be the bulk of this segment on tonight. Uh first time the second chapter. I believe it's the twelfth first We're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, and we're going to start from the 12th, 12th verse through the 36th. So we're probably going to stop because I think 12 through the 18th uh, verse because it's not too much that we want to go into. First thing, I think it's the uh, second chapter. And I believe it's the twelfth, the twelfth, um, twelfth verse. And I think it starts right there. Okay, I believe it is. Starting uh, is is uh, First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter two, verse twelve to thirty-six. And this is still uh, pretty much the last of the bulk of it tonight. My God from heaven. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. Here we go, guys. Thank you, Jesus. It's the 12th. First Samuel. 
and 12. And we're going to start from chapter 2. So you want to go to chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, and go to first start from verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. This is a familiar, a familiar story. Um, and it was amazing how this story was presented itself. Um, talking about, this talks about uh, Hophni and Phineas, which was the two sons of Eli. And, and the sons of Eli, amen, they were, let me tell you, they were the type of priest that was good for nothing. All right? And what was amazing about this, amen, we're going to read it. We're going we're gonna to read it. And it will, should be, this, this will be the uh, closing of this of tonight because this is the, the, the meat and the potatoes of it. Because we brought a couple of scriptures. Uh, but this particular story, you always want to have a story that, that, that corresponds what you're talking about. And, 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 and the main thing was the sins of, it was the sins of Eli. And we know that, uh, Eli was of an age. Amen. So we're going to read. Amen. The 12th, the 12th, 12th verse through, um, read the 12th through, yeah, the 12th through the 18th. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12 through 18. Starting with verse 12. It reads, Now the sons of Eli were sons of Baal. They knew not the Lord. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice the priest servant Amen. Verse thirteen it reads and the priest custom with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the flesh was in the teeth with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he struck it into the pan of kettle or caldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came hither. Also before they burnt the fat, the priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to ropes for the priest for he will not have solid flesh of thee, but raw. And if any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat. Mm-hmm. Presently, and then take as much as thy soul desires. Then he would answer him, Nay, but thou shalt give it me now, 
And if not, I will take it by force. Wherefore, the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord. For men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Jesus, jump down, I'm trying to jump down to the 22nd verse. Verse 27 of First Samuel chapter 2, verse 27. Verse. Now Eli was very old and heard all that his son did unto all Israel and how they lay with the woman that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse 23. And he said unto them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealing by all these people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. Ye make the Lord people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat him? Mm-hmm. Notwithstanding, they hearken on, not unto the voice of the Father, mm-hmm. because the Lord would say them. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with Amen. Amen. This right here, and, and, and basically what, it was just describing what was going on in the temple, all right? We had Eli and Phineas that were priests. They were just basically pulpit whores. That's basically what they were. Uh, just, be, just bring it real. Amen. They were, they were sleeping with the women at the church, okay? And they were supposed to be priests. But because at one point Eli had gotten so old, and at one stage, it was a particular scripture uh, that it said that Eli, Elias was old one time. He was old until his vision became dim. And when he said that, he knew what was going on in the temple. He knew what was going on in the temple. He knew that his, his son was gambling in the temple. He knew that the people was making burnt offering in the temple. And, and, and guess who was taking their money? His sons were taking the money. So they was pimping the church. Okay, here it is now. Now, Samuel at the time, okay, Samuel, that was Hannah's son. Okay, remember when when Hannah's son got old enough and was weed off the milk, all right, Elias took him to the temple to raise him. Okay, so she dedicated her child back to God because God had opened her womb for her to have a kid. Now, in the midst of this, um, Samuel, at one time, Samuel was um, sleeping one night. And Samuel said, did you call me, Elias? And Elias said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. He called, and he said it, and he heard the voice. Now, remember, they, they said that because Samuel was so young. He was seven years old. He didn't really know the Lord. He didn't know he didn't need, he didn't have that intimacy level with the Lord yet. So the, the angel of the Lord called him again and said, Samuel, Samuel. So Samuel like, 
Samuel went to Eli and said, Eli, did you call me? My Lord, did you call me? Eli said, I didn't call you. So he went back to bed. The third time he called back, he said, Samuel. He got up. He went to Eli again. Now, all of this, while this was going on, this was all going on in the temple now. All this was going on in the temple. Remember, Samuel was seven years old. He didn't know what was going on. Okay? Samuel said to, and so Samuel said, so Samuel said to Eli, he said, Eli, did you call me again? He said, no. So he knew that it was, it was the Lord. He said, well, the next time that, that, that call, the Lord calls you, calls you, ask him, I'm your servant. What is it that you need? So Samuel went to bed again. This time the Lord called him again. He said, Samuel. And then he said, I'm your servant. Because Elias told him what to say. I'm your servant. Elias said, I'm your servant. What is it that you need of me? And he told him, a seven-year-old, and told him exactly what was going on in the temple. Corruption, sluts, horn around, pimping, gambling, uh, 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 the two sons ripping off everybody, ripping off everybody, right? He was just ripping off everybody. All right, so when he ripped off everybody, and so, so all this stuff that was going on, and what he said, what was the part that he said that made Samuel scared? He said, if they don't stop right now, and because of the fact that Elias allowed this to go on, even because of his age, and he knew about it, he said judgment is going to fall not on just on Elias, but it's going to fall on every other generation after his, his bloodline. All right. So, you know, Samuel was scared. Samuel went to bed. And guess what? All this stuff was still going on. We were just read what was going on. Samuel didn't know nothing about it. You know it had to be God. Samuel didn't know nothing about that. So he talked to him. So he said the next day he woke up, he went and talked to Elias. Elias, he said, the Lord came to me, and this is what he said. And, and Elias said to him, well, what did he, he say? What did the Lord say to you? And I want you to tell me everything. Here it is, a seven-year-old. Okay, that's a second grader in our in our time. Okay, so you know, you tell a if you tell a two-year-old or a three-year-old, they're gonna tell you everything, right? So imagine a seven-year-old. You telling a seven-year-old in detail what's going on. So he told Elias exactly, note from note, line upon line, precept upon precept, what was going on. And he says, and this was the response that Elias said to him. Elias said, well. If it's if this if it's that what it is, let God do what is good. So that means that he knew and he knew what was going on, but instead of him going into the temple and rebuking his children. Okay? And sometimes when you have you you're, you're sometimes you have uh people, your family and ministry and so you, you, you you look at the, the family but you're not looking at whether they have a God in them or not. So what happened is instead of him rebuking his his sons, sitting his sons down rebuking his sons and say, hey, enough is enough. You can't do this intent. You know, you just, right now, now the curse falls not on, not just on the death of Elias, but the death on the priest. But guess what? It's the whole generation after that. How about that? And the only way that you can stop that is, is 
for the person to realize what was going on, for them to ask for forgiveness. Well, this is deep now. So here it is, a seven-year-old. All right. Tell him what was going on in the temple, and he didn't even know nothing about it. Okay? So imagine a seven-year-old being scared. I would have been scared if I had to tell somebody. But he, but he stepped up to the plate for a seven-year-old and told him, okay? And before he told him, before he told Elias, Samuel had went into the temple himself and started to meditate at seven years old. He went into the temple. So right there, there's an example right there. The reason why there was a conflict of interest there is because of the fact that Elias did not tell his sons to stop from what they were doing. Okay? He knew better. He knew what was morally right, right? But he didn't do what was ethnically right. He knew what he was supposed to do. But because he was so comfortable, he was so old, he was tired, like, you know what, I ain't going to be born in there and trying to rebuke them because they might just tear me off. Okay? So here it is. Elias was of an age. He, that means he has lost. And, and also the scripture says that Elias' eyes grew dim. So that let me know that he had lost a spiritual sight too as well, which means he knew what was going on, but he didn't want to attack the situation. And this is what he wanted to do. To avoid the conflict of interest is to make sure that we turn on our spiritual eyes and our spiritual senses so that we will know exactly how to do, what to do, how to get rid of it, how to rebuke it, how to change it, how to put a stop to it. Okay? And uh, like you said, the offerings, the burnt offerings, what they were doing, they were exchanging it for money. How about that? And if they didn't satisfy the offering that they wanted, you, you see, he said that I will take it by force. You know, you mean to tell me this is these people hard-earned food that they eat and you want them to sacrifice to you? For what reason? To sacrifice for you. But this is what it, it was, they like said it was a serious matter of the Lord, that's what they said in the 17th verse, because they were treating the offering um, to, that was supposed to be going to the Lord, they they made it seem like they were making an offering to them, okay? And they were submitting their cattle, which is your money. They're submitting their food. They're submitting everything. So basically, you're telling me that these two these two priests was pimping God's people. My God, pimping God's people, sleeping with the sheep, pimping God's people. And Elias knew about it. Even though he was up to age, he was, you know, by a hundred and something. And he knew about it. But because he was tired in his body, like, you know, I'm about to die anyway. So, you know, they're going to do whatever God going to deal with him. But see, that's not how God deals with him. And he had to use a seven-year-old child to step up to the plate to, like, stop, put a stop to it. He said, there no longer is going to be a conflict of interest now because I just, the God, I just exposed it. And I had to use a seven-year-old to expose it. Seven, remember, represents, and also in the prophetic, represents um, heavenly. So that means it came directly at seven years old. God was ministering to him at seven years old. That came from the heavenly. 
Amen. So that means that was a, a divine intervention uh, for a, a seven-year-old to understand that uh, concept. Amen. Um, but we, uh, like I said, we give God honor on tonight for that word. And, you know, like I said, thank God for the word because sometimes we just have to really understand what it meant for uh, what it would it take uh, to understand if we are in a conflict, what are we doing? Are we on one side or on this side or are we staying neutral? And sometimes, it, it, according to the word of God, it's very dangerous to stay lukewarm. It's very dangerous to stay neutral. Because when you're saying neutral, you're not really saying what's on your mind. You're not saying, hey, I'm serving God. I'm not saying I'm worshiping the devil. I'm just in here because I don't want you to. I don't want you to know my business, or I don't want you to, you know, to kill me. Okay. So, so he wants us in this season, uh, in the pandemic, even the pandemic right now. He wants us to let us know that we can no longer stay neutral. We can no longer be lukewarm. We can no longer have one foot in the door and one foot out of the door. We can't do it anymore. So because of that, amen, he is allowing us to go what we're going through, amen, so he can grab our attention. And God does things. And you think that God does not cause chaos? Yes, he will. He will cause chaos if if uh, if things are, and he's talking about the non-believers. He will cause chaos between non-believers to make them believers. But then he will, uh, persecution will fall on us because we are in the will of God. So when we are in the will of God, the persecution will fall on us. Um, we cannot be exempt from that. Amen. And then let us know too also that because even though Elias was a man of God, and remember that time, I think at one point he did lose his spiritual sight at one point because remember when Hannah was in the temple and she was praying and she was crying because she wanted a son, and he walked up to her and said, woman, are you drunk? And she said, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk. You know, I'm just crying out because I, I'm, I'm praying because I'm, I have a desire to have a son and my womb is closed. And I'm praying for God to open up that womb. And he said, just because you said what you said, he said, God will honor you what you said. And God blessed her with Samuel. And she said that when Samuel, now Samuel wasn't even a Nazarite, but Samuel, she said, blessed him with Samuel. And when Samuel got big enough off the, off the, the, the milk, that means a maturity when he got breastfeeding or independent, right? He took him to raise him up in the temple, Elias. So at some point after that, he had lost the spiritual sense. Amen. Prof, you want to say anything to that or add anything to that? Wow. The word of God is very powerful. The word to bring a very We just have to, you know, in the times that we are in, the times that we are experiencing in our everyday life, we just have to, you know, keep God first, follow His will, you know, keep, you know, in the times that we are able to uh, be on one accord with Him. And be encouraged by his word. The more we go into the word of God, you know, and go 
and the word of God together, you know, and be on one accord with him, with his word, you know, it's, it, it's a blessing that we're able to do this, you know, to, to share the word with uh, not only with one another, but uh, to, with, with uh, our brothers and sisters around the world, you know, and we can just give them encouragement, you know, and we ourselves can be encouraged by the word of God. So, you know, just thank, thank you for that word tonight, uh, for the encouragement tonight. And, you know, even in these times that we are in, you know, it's, it's important that, you know, we just uh, follow God's will and His way and, and be encouraged, you know, and allow, you know, His word to just, just uh, you know, impart into all of us, you know, and the understanding that, you know, we, we're not here. But, you know, but understanding that, you know, everything will be fine. Uh, you know, you don't want to call with the Lord and, you know, equip ourselves with the Word of God, you know. Because when we equip ourselves with the Word of God, again, you know, things won't get easier, like you were saying, won't get easier, but, you know, it'll it open out all of our lives. But we have to now more than ever. You know, get equipped with his word. Get equipped with worship. Get equipped uh, with with uh, love and partition of his word and the flying of his word. Because you know, while we're here, he said we're not on we're not on our time. We're on God's time. You know, and we don't know the time when I will when he will uh, arrive. You know, so we just have to. You know, even when he comes, we, we wanna we want him to see us equipping ourselves with the word of God. Uh, uh impartation and and applying of his word. So we we all be ready, you know, and that it's important that we just you know, encourage ourselves uh, and, and and together uh on the word of God and in the word of God, you know, because the the, the word of God does no harm but it does good if we just uh, just allow ourselves open up our heart and allow God's word to just, just come in. Allow God to just come in. Allow Jesus to just come in. And and, and take open our ears, open our eyes and our minds and allow God's word to to to, to build us. You know, because you know, each each Scripture, each chapter of the Word of God, it 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 does good, does good, it, it, and we all can take something from each chapter and each verse in God's Word. You know, you know. So as long as we just uh, equip ourselves, keep our eyes open, uh, and, and and just apply His Word, you know, be in agreement with God, everything. Uh, work out fine and pan out. Tonight we we thank you for that that word tonight. And you know, I pray we God continue to allow us all to just share the word with one another and encourage one another on the word of God. Each and every chance we can we can and that He gives us another day, you know, just to go on in the Word of God is a blessing. You know, so we just we just Thank God, first and foremost. Thank you for that powerful word and message tonight. 